You are Locked On Phillies, your daily Philadelphia Phillies podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, guys? It is Tuesday, September 3rd, 2020. This is Locked On Phillies. I'm Tim Kelly. Today's show is brought to you by Built Bar. You guys know how much I love Built Bar, and the reason I love Built Bar is because they taste incredible and they're healthy for you. They really are for someone that's health conscious, that wants a low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber bar. There's not many on the market like that, and Built Bar actually tastes good, and it's healthy for you. They even have six incredible new flavors, caramel brownie, cookies and cream, cherry barcia, lemon almond cheesecake, carrot cake, and apple almond crisp. Right now, if you make a purchase with Built Bar, you will get a free cooler with your purchase while supplies last. Go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your next order. That's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off Built Bar and they're going to throw in a free cooler for you. You can't beat that offer. So for as much time as we've spent discussing the woes of the Phillies bullpen, the top of the starting rotation has been really good. Uh, Zach Eflin, who his advanced stats are actually better than his back of the baseball card stats. It's actually been quite good this season in five starts. He's going to get the ball this afternoon as the Phillies go against a struggling Anibal Sanchez, and they're going to go for the four-game sweep of the Nationals, who this has been a great series for the Phillies. I'm not taking any of that away. It was great when they won both the games they played in D.C. last week. The reality is that the Nationals are not a good baseball team this year, really outside of Trey Turner and Juan Soto. They're just not a very good team this season, and it's important when you have a schedule that doesn't have a lot of doormat teams that you beat up on the teams that aren't playing well and the Phillies have done that against the Nationals last night Zach Wheeler was excellent again for the Phillies he went six and two-thirds innings against the Nats he lowered his ERA on the season down to 220 he has been really effective at pitching to contact this season it's allowed him to go seven innings and three of his starts this year and he was an out away from doing so again last night I asked him after the game I said have you made an effort to do that and he said no not really but I've been attacking in the zone and he's talked a few different times this is not me saying this to generate a reaction or anything he's talked a few different times this season about how comfortable he is with JT Real Muto and how in the past he maybe hasn't been as comfortable in in terms of throwing certain pitches that the catchers call for and when JT puts a signal down he feels pretty good about it so that's something worth considering. Uh, Joe Girardi said after the game that any manager would like to have a one-two punch like Nola and Wheel and it's hard to argue with that. And consider this. The Phillies gave Zach Wheeler a five-year, $118 million deal this past offseason. And to this point, maybe with the exception of Brad Miller in St. Louis, which I say sort of jokingly but not really, Zach Wheeler has probably been the best signing of this past offseason, which is crazy because a lot of really talented players hit the market last offseason. But Anthony Rendon has had a slow start in his first season with the Angels. He's come around, but the Angels are just a, a bad team. So he's kind of gotten lost out there a little bit in Los Angeles a year after he helped the Nationals win the World Series, and clearly the Nationals miss him. 
The three you really compare Zach Wheeler to, though, are Garrett Cole, Steven Strasburg, and Madison Bumgarner, who were the three other arms that were available in free agency, or the three other top arms available last offseason. Garrett Cole got a three or nine-year, $324 million deal from the Yankees, and to this point, he has an ERA hovering around four after back-to-back really poor starts. He's allowed nine runs over his last two starts. Now, Of course, in theory, you would rather have Garrett Cole than maybe any other pitcher in baseball. Nine years is a lot, and chances are by the end of this season, Garrett Cole's numbers are not going to look great. They, I, I would imagine they're going to be much better than what they are right now, but there's just not enough time to have two or three clunkers in the season. It's, it's going to drag your numbers down. So chances are by the end of this first season of both their deals, Zach Wheeler is going to have much better numbers than Garrett Cole. And you give Garrett Cole nine years knowing seven, eight, and nine are probably going to be some leaner years in terms of the production you're getting based on what you're paying, but you think in the first few you can win a World Series. Well, the Yankees have been kind of a mess lately. They've been hit hard with injuries, and you, you still have eight years left on that deal. Now, I, I think he'll bounce back this season and, and moving forward, but to this point, Zach Wheeler's deal looks better than Garrett Cole's. Steven Strasburg is out for the season after carpal tunnel surgery, And normally you would say, okay, well, it's not fair to judge that deal because he got hurt. But the issue is Steven Strasburg has had a a track record of getting hurt. He won a World Series MVP. He's been, I think, a four-time All-Star. But these injuries are probably going to prevent him from being a Hall of Famer. He'll be 33 next year. And he still has six years left on a $245 million deal. And if you've listened to this show for a while, you know that I openly said I thought the Phillies should pursue Garrett Cole even understanding the implications it would have on building the rest of your team financially I didn't think that about Steven Strasburg and there are some people that thought it and it's not because I didn't think Steven Strasburg was an excellent pitcher one of the better ones of this era but he has not been able to stay healthy consistently throughout the course of his career and he was a couple years older than both Wheeler and Garrett Cole and, and now I mean, he got a much bigger deal. Seven years, 245 was not what I was expecting from him. He got a gigantic deal. It looked bad when he signed it, and it looks bad now, and it makes Zach Wheeler's deal look that much better because in the the case of the Steven Strasburg deal, it feels like in a lot of senses you said, wow, you were a number one draft pick here. You stuck through and kind of helped us move into the second phase of a new franchise and win a World Series. Here's a lifetime achievement contract, more or less. And you probably paid in a lot of senses for past production. That doesn't mean you won't have some really good years in there, but at the end, would you like a mulligan? Probably. In the case of Zach Wheeler, in a lot of senses, it feels like you paid based on thinking this is a guy that's been a really good number three with the Mets, and there's more in there. And to this point this season, you've gotten that more. Now, the the Phillies were not really connected in a substantive way last offseason to Garrett Cole or Steven Strasburg. Maybe there were some national reporters that agents leaked stuff to them, so they kind of put it out there. But for all intents and purposes, it, it never really appeared like the Phillies made a serious run at Garrett Cole or Steven Strasburg. Seemingly, they chose between Zach Wheeler and Madison Bumgarner. They ultimately chose Zach Wheeler over Bumgarner, which has proven to be a great decision. Madison Bumgarner signed a five-year, $85 million deal with the Diamondbacks. And he's finally returning this weekend from the injured list. He's actually going back to San Francisco for the first time. 
But prior to going on the injured list with that back injury, which has cost him, I think, close to a month now, he had a 9.35 ERA in four starts. He's only 30, 31 in that range, which feels hard to believe. But he came into the league when he was 20 and has obviously pitched a ton in the postseason with the Giants. There's a lot of bullets that have been on that arm, and I think he's much older than he is. So that's another deal where I look at and I say, yeah, maybe you'll get some nice stretches, but I think in a lot of senses the Diamondbacks paid for past production. The Phillies didn't do that with Zach Wheeler. And, you know, this front office regime has been far from perfect, especially in terms of building a bullpen. But the idea that I, I hear people say this all the time, oh, I don't even know if Matt Clintock and Andy McPhail, that group has one good transaction. And it's just, I mean, it, it's not true. And Zach Wheeler might be the clearest example of that. Even though sports had a break, your business did not. You had to keep moving, and that makes hiring more important than ever. And indeed, has been here and will be here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gets you the best people and they get it to you quickly. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need. You can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in the hire. With 73% of online job seekers having visited Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering Locked On Phillies listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job posts, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $70 credit at Indeed.com slash MLB. This is their best offer available at any time and any place. Go right now to Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. Another one of our sponsors today is Postmates. I've talked to you guys about Postmates for some time now. And I, I just love the app. Obviously, there's a million different apps out there that now that can help you get food delivered and different things delivered, but they're expensive. It's kind of hit or miss in terms of how quickly they get stuff to you. I've tried them all, and Postmates to me is absolutely the best one. Whether you're feeling lazy or you're just too busy to go out and pick up food or whatever the case may be, you can just get the Postmates app and they'll do it for you. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving Locked On Phillies listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the promo code Locked On. That's code Locked On for $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Download the Postmates app and save with the promo code Locked On. And then there's Aaron Nola. Tuesday, Aaron Nola won a pitcher's duel with Patrick Corbin as he was absolutely dominant across eight innings against the Nationals. He allowed just two hits and held the Nationals off the board in a game that the Phillies eventually would win 6 nothing. He's had some clunkers in his career, but he he's had some of the best performances of his career uh, against the Nationals. I remember one real early in his career in D.C. on one of the final games of the season, I believe, or maybe it's one of the earlier games of the season. It was in D.C. I remember that vividly. Obviously, in 2018, he had some legendary duels, both of which he won against Max Scherzer. And then Tuesday night, 
he was excellent. Uh, on the season now, he has a 2.5 ERA across seven starts. He's tied with a few different guys for the ninth highest war among starting pitchers in baseball, and he's tied for fifth among National League starters. He had one clunker in Atlanta a couple weeks ago where he lasted just two and two-thirds innings. In his six other starts, though, he has a 1.74 ERA. He has been excellent outside of that one bad start. Now, you Darvish, Max Free, Jacob DeGrom, they've gotten off to such incredible starts this year that it's pretty unlikely unless they all have like two really bad starts that Aaron Nola is a legitimate contender to actually win the Cy Young Award. Still, though, I think there's a pretty good chance that he's going to finish in the top five for the second time in three years. I asked him the other day if he's thought about it, and he said no. And Aaron is a really easygoing guy. I don't think he overthinks much of anything. I really don't think he sits around. Like a lot of guys would say, no, I haven't thought about it when they've actually thought about it. I, I don't think Aaron Noll sits around during the day and was like, wow, I wonder if I have the second highest ER or second lowest ER in the NL or the fifth. I just I don't think he cares. He doesn't overthink much of anything and that's a great trait for a quality pitcher to have one that we'd all would all love to have ourselves he's just he, he wants to go out there every five days and get a win and outside of one bad start this year he's done just that uh in Joe Girardi's media availability yesterday I said to him, you played with Andy Pettit, Kerry Wood, Mark Pryor, you managed CC Sabathia, so you know what Cy Young caliber pitching looks like. And he said, yeah, Aaron Nola is pitching at that level right now. And he said he remembers the first moment that he really realized that Aaron Nola was one of the elite pitchers in baseball. Uh, obviously... Joe Girardi's in his first season. The past two seasons, he has not been managing. But he was watching Aaron Nola's start in Boston in late July of 2018. I guess he was watching on TV. And if you remember, in 2018, for as much of a disaster as they are now, the Red Sox won 108 games, a franchise record, and they won the World Series relatively easily. The, the ALCS was tough, but the two other series were not. They were absolutely loaded that year, led by Mookie Betts offensively. And Aaron Nola at Fenway Park that year limited the Red Sox to just four hits and one run over eight innings. Philly still lost that game in 13 innings. I seem to remember uh, a consequential ball that Oduble Herrera came in too far and it went sailing over his head and that kind of made the difference in the game but Aaron Nola was incredible in that game and that month of July and really that whole summer he was just unreal and that's largely what he's been so far this season and for as team friendly as Zach Wheeler's deal appears to be Aaron Nola's might be even more he's gonna make 26 million dollars over the next two seasons which I mean it's laughable Aaron Nola, if he hit the free agent market right now, or even if he went to arbitration, I think w would easily top that. Like he, he could legitimately ask for twenty six million dollars per year. He's going to get just over that. I think it's like twenty six and a half over the next two seasons, and then for twenty twenty three, the Phillies have an extremely affordable sixteen million dollar club option that they're almost certainly going to pick up. And even after that, he's only going to be thirty years old. I mean, it, it, Aaron Nola, for all the people, and, and in some cases like Ryan Howard and Chase Otley, they did come up relatively late, and that kind of hurt their legacy in the long run that they didn't have the chance to accumulate as many great years when they were young. Aaron Nola had that chance. He's made the best of it, and 
it looks like he's going to be one of the best pitchers of this era. Now, it's too early to talk about, okay, is this someone that's going to be Hall of Fame caliber when his career ends? But he has that type of chance, and to me, he has a chance to be one of the five greatest pitchers that the Phillies have ever had. There's different guys that have spent time here, like Roy Halladay and Cliff Lee, that I'm kind of discounting. But I'm talking about in the group with... Robin Roberts and Steve Carlton and Cole Hamels, that group of guys that spent extended Kurt Schilling portions of their career with the Phillies and are some of the best that have ever done it for this team. Aaron Nola has that chance and that longevity, and I think he has the type of stuff where he's not really reliant on throwing 99. So he's someone that should hold up pretty well over the long run, and the Phillies have him locked up at a really, really team-friendly rate. And for the first time in a long time, the Phillies have the top of their rotation, at least those top two spots, figured out, and it appears it's going to be that way for the next two or three seasons at least. And imagine how highly we'll think of this rotation if Spencer Howard develops into the pitcher we think he's capable of being. Phillies have a 405 game today. I am a huge proponent of 405 games. They're also going to retire Dick Allen's number. Uh, Dick Allen and John Middleton, I know, are scheduled to speak. I, I don't know if John Middleton's going to be willing to talk about the JT Real Muto contract, but I'm sure someone will try and uh, ask him anyway. So we'll see what happens. Should be an interesting day for the Phillies. That's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Phillies. You can follow me on Twitter at Tim Kelly Sports and read my work on both philliesnation.com and radio.com. Today's episode was brought to you by Built Bar. Now tell your smart speaker to play the latest episode of Locked on MLB. I'll talk to you guys next time.